Entrepreneurship can be a lonely endeavor, but it doesn't have to be. Let's have the real conversation around what truly amplifies an individual's growth. And if you're already thinking community because of the title of this episode, you're right. So let's get into it. Let's get into why that's true and how to build your own support system that's a true asset to your growth. You're listening to the Freedom Found Podcast, an audio community for freedom-driven entrepreneurs wanting to build and scale an impactful online business that allows you to spend more time with your toes in the sand than your fingers on the keyboard. I'm your host, Crystal Church. I'm a copywriter and consultant, borderless entrepreneur, and wannabe dog mom. On this podcast, we'll talk all things online business, marketing, strategy, mindset, health, travel, and what it's really like to be a borderless entrepreneur. Freedom Found is all about equipping you with insight and actionable tips to help you build your business around your life so you can spend more time exploring new cities, hanging with your family, working on that new business project, or quite frankly, however the hell you'd like. So what I've learned is true in life is that we are only as good as our own understandings, beliefs, and perspectives. And working as a solo or small business owner means you are often relying on yourself, right? So not only to execute, but to brainstorm, to make decisions, to be creative and innovative and come up with new ideas, the ones that'll take you from where you are now to your next phase in business development. And this really starts internally, but then is fostered and developed through community. So I I think this comes back to the idea of You don't know what you don't know. And if we are operating within our own bubbles, our own spheres of existence, and we are head down in the grind, blinders up, executing, that's wonderful. But we are only going to be able to see as far forward as our experience and our understandings allow us to. Also, when we encounter difficulties, hardships, or huge wins and successes. Coming out the other side, whether it's taking a failure and turning it into a new evolution of ideas or it's taking a success and amplifying it, we need community and support around us to allow us to do that because we really are only as strong as our team is, right? And I don't just mean like your team within your business, but I'm really talking about you having a personal support network in your business. And that might be partially people within your team. It might be people completely unrelated to your business. It might be family, friends, et cetera. We're going to dive into that today and really how you can create and use a community to be a supportive element of your growth and in turn an asset for you as an individual and as a business owner and as a CEO. So this really leads me into the three pillars of personal community. And these are the three areas where your community can be there to support, uplift, etc. and allow you that space that you need as a human being for continued growth going forward. That said, pillar number one is our emotional support system. So this is the very first aspect that community can bring to you. And this will look like encouragement, 
coaching, someone to celebrate with when those big wins come in. Because as we mentioned before, entrepreneurship can be lonely. When you are working hard, your head is down and you are in the grind, it's very easy to stay within your own sphere and really to become sort of like a silo, solo entrepreneur CEO. But but on the flip side of this loneliness, you can also cultivate beautiful, full, rich, meaningful relationships. And I have to say personally, this like strikes a chord with me because I really, I don't think that I could have gotten to where I am today without the amazing women. And of course, Dale being there as my emotional support system, because the truth is you need someone to lean on when things are hard. And if you are your own rock, which you should be as well, you will eventually need and deserve the support of other people around you that love you, that believe in you, etc. So for someone to be there when you feel like you've failed and someone to inspire you when it's time to get back up again and go and do it better and someone to then celebrate with when you see the fruits of your labor coming to life. So with an emotional support system in place, you'll have an outlet. And without that in place, you're your only outlet. So it does put a lot of pressure on you. And this isn't to say you need a big community. I really think you just need a couple of strong people around you. And you might feel like you have those people already in your life. And you might feel like you don't. And that's okay. You can go out and cultivate those relationships. That's a lot of what I did early on in my business. And I'll talk about that in just a little bit. So before we can talk about strategy or growth methods or marketing tactics, we have to first nourish our soul, right? This is where your emotional support system comes in. And this is one of the key pillars of a personal community and what that can bring to you. The second pillar is problem solving. So let's just get this out in the open. Things are going to go wrong. You will fail. You will also succeed. But the number one bridge that has taken me from failing to success in many, many different scenarios, because it is not a one-time journey, it is constant, and it is seems to be cyclical in many ways, is a trusted community for you to go to to problem solve. So I want to tell you a quick story. Spanx founder Sarah Blakely has started a beautiful conversation around reframing failure. She said that one of the things that helped her go on to create her billion dollar brand after not passing her exams for law school and then selling fax machines door to door for seven years was this. Every night at the dinner table, her father would ask her this, what did you fail at today? Which Sarah says, reframed her entire definition of what failure meant. Failure, instead of becoming a poor outcome, an unwanted outcome, became the definition of not trying, right? Failure was not trying. So if the only way to fail was by not doing, not taking action, not going after the next thing, versus our idea of, okay, well, I'm going to fail if a launch doesn't succeed or a new business adventure endeavor that I take on doesn't hit the market in the way that I thought it would. Those outcomes are so rooted in end result. That's the end of it. Once that happens, there is no future, right? But instead, what we want to do is take that typical feeling and turn it into the feeling of possibility. Because that typical outcome of feeling like we failed is what makes us stop 
pursuing our goals. But with the right people around you, you can start to challenge some of those moments of failure with, okay, what can I learn from this? How can I problem solve and recreate or start anew? How can I fix where this is headed based on what I'm seeing so far and change the final outcome? Starting internally and then going to your community is key to problem solving when, let's say, for example, a launch isn't bringing in the revenue you expected or leads slow down in the business or you're having difficulty with a client. Start internally and reflect. I always do that first. And then I go to a key few pillar people in my community to support me and getting ideas to bridge the gap between where I am now and what I'm not currently seeing. And that really leads me into the third pillar of your community and what they can bring into your life. And this is new ideas and perspectives. So one of the biggest filter questions I always have when I'm developing something new or vision planning for the future of either my life or the Crystal Church brand is this, what am I not seeing? I say this so frequently to myself, to my team, when I'm sitting down one-on-one with clients. What? Because again, you don't know what you don't know. And what we put down on paper is the best reflection of our experiences, of our expertise, our skill set, and our knowledge. But there is so much more out there we have yet to be exposed to that could be at play and help create a better version of whatever it is that we are working on creating or cultivating. So this is really where coaching comes into play a lot, where education, learning new things that you didn't even know you needed to know, being exposed to new and different ideas that then allow you to create the best version of your business. So for example, this very week, I was working with a team member on a service offer and how to best support the ideal client, a new ideal client, new service offer that we are going to have. And it would have been so, so easy for me. And it was my very first inclination because it often is our first inclination to go with what we know, right? It would be so easy for me to just sit down over a couple of hours to take some ideas from my market research and my past experience in this field, et cetera, and then use that as a basis for the offer. It'd be so easy for me to think confidently to myself that I nailed it, right? And move on to the next thing. Wow, that's amazing. Look at this offer I've outlined, et cetera. Look at how we're going to serve this new ideal client. However, with the right community around me, I can take my ideas to my essentially board of advisors, right? And I can go and I can see what is it that I have at the table that could be enhanced, that could be improved, where I could shift the perspective in a different way based on perspectives and experiences and knowledge that other people have that my community, my support system has. So, I then went and I sat with Dale for two full days. No joke. We were just brainstorming, reviewing market research, refining, crafting the perfect end product that I might add is vastly different to the one that I would have initially outlined in those first two hours myself. The actual way that it is executed, the way that it supports people is in the same structure, but the 
content, the internal pieces of this offer are different and positioned in a way that will better support the client through that journey. And that is purely because of the conversations that we had that challenged me to bring in new perspectives from my background in education as a teacher to think in various ways about the support and the best way to allow that transformation for the ideal customer to really come to life, and then to identify the best ways to scaffold results and growth in a way that no one else is doing in the industry right now, right? To do something different. And this is the thing, we can all sit down and we can all create ideas in our own silos, but we are always better together, always. So that's where you really start to create something magical, something that will align and isn't just, you know, created and then marketed on, let's say, a whim, but really becomes a core foundational piece of your brand that is unique to what else is out there. And then after this period with Dale, I took these ideas to other team members and I used their thoughts and their opinions and perspectives to then go on to craft the next additional steps from this right? Like talking to my client concierge manager about how we can best support growth and to my marketing assistant about how we can best position and market this for people, how it's going to speak to the right client. So, so all that to say, you want to sit in the room with people who challenge you, people that will help you dream bigger, people that will help you be a better version of yourself, to believe in yourself, to push the boundaries And that means both letting go of people who bring toxic energy into your life or don't quote unquote believe in your quote unquote little business idea, things that people used to say to me when I started my business, and instead start building a a community, a small but tight-knit community around you of, of people that you trust and that you can go to for either that emotional support, for those new ideas and perspectives, or to problem solve when you really need it. And that's not always going to be the team you're working with. I use that as an example of how those people might vary in our life, right? But an an emotional support person also might be just a best friend of yours. It might be somebody that you go to to say, oh, let me tell you what's going on right now and celebrate these wins together or have a shoulder to lean on during hardships, okay? So I want to tell you a bit of a, a story about me. Because I found this really hard. When I quit my teaching job, I was earning a six-figure salary in Singapore at a prestigious international school. And it was unheard of for people in that setting to leave the job and especially to leave the profession to then start their own little online business, what people used to say to me. And that's because it's a leading industry in the world for international education and it becomes sort of like a goal for international teachers to want to get a job in Singapore and when you're there people stay. So when I quit my six-figure teaching job because of the chronic stress and the toxic work environment with lots of sexism, which you can learn more about my journey and story and how I made that transition in episode one of the Freedom Fountain podcast, When I quit that job, I had people immediately rush to my aid to give me an in or a recommendation to get a job at a new school so that I wouldn't be failing in their eyes. And this was out of the goodness of their hearts, right? I had some people literally saying, hey, I will give you the best recommendation. You can get a job at such and such school. As if I had just left and already given up on my big dream of starting a business. 
Then I also had friends that asked what in the world I was doing, looked on skeptically, and offered zero words of support. I soon learned that they weren't close friends. I had a lot of people question my choices, but I knew looking them in the eyes that it wasn't about me. It wasn't that they didn't believe in me. It was that they didn't believe in the possibility. And that's what changed everything for me. I had Dale by my side, and I'm so, so lucky, so, so grateful. He was my biggest supporter from ground zero. And at that time, I lived, and I still do, really far away from my family. So while they were supportive, I had no immediate support system around me except for Dale. And he was the one that really got it. And so then, after that, it was just me. And all it takes at first is a belief in yourself. It does not matter if you have no one else there supporting you. It does not matter as long as you believe in yourself because that's when you can then find your inner circle and you can start to build your support network of people that believe in you, that believe in your vision and know that there is a different way to build life. And there is a different way to go about creating happiness and joy in our day to day. And all you really need are just a few core supporters in your community that both believe in your ability to achieve anything and the bigger possibility of creating something different to the norm. So for me, I found people outside of my current network that believed that there was a better way to build careers and live life. You know, they believed that there should be a balance between work and play and that it was completely possible to build a business that makes more than I ever could with my six-figure teaching salary, which is already wild. And this looked for me like peers that I met on Instagram and uh, in Facebook groups, like literally two places I had never met friends before. It was totally out of left field, but now some of my closest friends I've met there and in group coaching programs to help me start my business. And then, of course, I invested in a coach who would be there for me no matter what. And at that point then, I slowly over time started to expand my network of friends as we moved then to Mauritius. So I was able to develop more personal relationships with people in different fields. And this is where I think that you can strike a really nice balance of having people that are there that support you within your industry and understand what you're doing and can come in with these perfect perspectives, excuse me, and strategy, but also then people that can be your emotional support that are both in and out of the industry, right? So for me, I expanded my circle of friends and made sure to get in the room with people, even if they weren't in my industry, some of them are, but even if they weren't in, you know, online business and entrepreneurship, they have similar goals, like go big or go home. They want to live life differently. People that when they hear my next big idea, they are not skeptical, but they are pushing me to dream bigger. They are challenging me with different perspectives that I hadn't yet thought of. They are holding me accountable to be the best version of me. Because doing it on your own is possible. But there's so much more that we don't know. So many boxes that we're living inside that we need to constantly unwrap and unpack and that we can have others around us help do so by challenging and informing what we already know. 
even when we don't realize that's exactly what we need. And that's the power of community. That's what community can do for you. That's how it can become an asset because it really allows you to move at a pace that is so much faster than just on your own. And in a way, aside from the velocity of our growth, it allows us to feel better. It allows us to have more human connections. So community really is everything. And I want to encourage you right now to look at the community around you. I want to encourage you to know that if you have community that doesn't actually seem supportive, it is okay for you to shift their their roles and their position within your like inner circle and bring in people that are going to be those supportive go-tos and allow you to have what you need to both have emotional support like we talked about originally, to have new ideas and perspectives, and then to also be able to problem solve when you need to. All right, so I hope that you can take this and start looking at those around you in your world and start identifying who might be great people to build and cultivate deeper, more meaningful relationships with and bring into your inner circle and your board of advisors and your community. And have a beautiful, beautiful day. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please head over to leave a review and subscribe to the Freedom Found podcast. It means so much to our growth and being able to reach and support more business owners like you. And if you enjoyed today's insights and would love an opportunity to sit down one-on-one with yours truly, screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram stories with your biggest takeaway right now. Every four weeks, we're choosing a listener just like you to hop on a free coaching call together. The next one could be you. Have a beautiful week and I'll catch you next time.